This is the Grain Farmers Ontario Market Trends Commentary for July and August of 2021. Is the crop made or is it about to be made? Or will hot and dry weather currently forecast for the American Midwest take the corn and soybean crop down like it has in western Canada and the high plains of the United States? It's that time of year again when the drama is clearly with the weather in the fields across the North American Corn Belt. July moisture is important for corn pollination. August rains usually make soybean yields. And as we move ahead, farmers have set the table for a good harvest. Will it get to the finish line with the good rains and benign weather? We are close. The next few weeks will tell. On July 12th, the U.S. released their latest WASDE report, which reflected the new acreage numbers, which had been released on June 30th. The USDA pegged domestic corn production at 15.165 billion bushels, based on the updated June 30th acreage figure of 92.7 million acres, with a yield unchanged of 179.5 bushels per acre. 2021, 22 corn ending stocks were pegged at 1.432 billion bushels, which was an increase over June. And the USDA also raised the old crop corn ending stocks to 1.082 billion bushels, reflecting the higher feed and residual use coming out of the June 30th report. And as expected, the USDA reduced the drought-ravaged Brazil corn production to 93 million metric tons, down from the 98.5 million metric tons predicted last month. The USDA left U.S. soybean production unchanged at 4.405 billion bushels, based on a yield of 50.8 bushels per acre. And the USDA left all of their supply and demand estimates unchanged, along with old crop ending stocks. On the wheat side of the ledger, spring wheat production came in at 345 million bushels, below pre-report estimates, and 41% less than last year. Yield is set at 30.7 bushels per acre, which would be the lowest since 2002. Winter wheat did better with production increased from June by 4% and better than last year by 16%. On July 23rd, corn and soybean futures were lower than the last market trends report. Wheat futures were higher. September 2021 corn futures were at 547 a bushel. The November 2021 soybean futures were at 1351 a bushel. And the September 2021 Chicago wheat futures closed at 684 a bushel. Minneapolis September 2021 wheat futures closed at 909 a bushel, with the September 2021 contract closing at 770 a bushel. The nearby oil futures as of July 23rd closed at $72.07 a barrel, down from the nearby futures recorded in the last market trends report of $75.60 a barrel. The average price for U.S. ethanol on July 23rd in the U.S. was $2.28 a U.S. gallon, down from the $2.41 recorded in the last market trends report. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on July 23rd was 0.7952 U.S., lower than the 0.8095 U.S. reported here in the last market trends report. And the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at zero. In Ontario, wheat harvest has progressed from a very early start in and around Canada Day. However, it's been a very wet slog through wheat harvest, especially for farmers in the deep southwest of Ontario, which has been inundated by rain almost daily. Quality has suffered with grade discounts and sprouts, something rarely seen in Ontario soft red wheat fields before this year. Wheat yields have been across the board with some areas posting beet yields of 100 to 125 bushels per acre and even higher in some cases, while others not so much. Where rain has been a daily occurrence, yield and quality suffers with every rain event. Discounts get steeper. However, in a year when corn is expensive, feed wheat is highly competitive with corn and feed rations, lessening the pain for some wheat producers. 
It has also been moved into Quebec where transportation is warranted. As of July 23rd, its wheat harvest continues across the province. In the early days of harvest, lots of double crop soybeans were planted. Ontario is a big place, which means from a crop perspective, it's not homogeneous. Where crushing flooding rains destroyed and damaged many crops in Chatham-Kent, other areas were drier, received just about the right amount of rain. Big crops of both corn and soybeans are still possible in Ontario, which will define the basis markets to come. The Western Canadian drought will surely free up shipping resources from Thunder Bay into Ontario and Quebec later to help exports, which might be a big crop. However, there is August weather to contend with, just yet. And you can view all the Ontario grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website. Now the bottom line is prices have retreated from the exuberance after the release of the June 30th USDA acreage revisions and weather now dominates whether the crop is made. At this point it looks like the U.S. corn crop is close to being made and will surely pivot on weather the rest of the way. States like Illinois and Indiana might be poised to set yield records. However, this will be balanced by lower-yielding corn coming from drier weather in western areas such as the Dakotas and Minnesota. With corn futures at 547 a bushel and soybeans at 1351 a bushel as of July 23rd, can demand be maintained to sustain these prices? These prices are high historically and won't be maintained unless China comes back into the market and maintains their demand. The U.S. is expecting 102 million tons, but it may not be able to be maintained. Like in Ontario, feed wheat is replacing some corn at these price levels, and the same thing is happening around the world and in China. There's also been a decrease in hog profitability in China. This has changed the game to some extent from late last year and earlier this year, as demand for soybean meal has collapsed in China. As these hog margins have declined, so has demand for soybean meal and soybean imports. China might have had an insatiable appetite for soybeans in the past, but higher price levels have certainly tempered some of that enthusiasm. Of course, some might argue they'd be much more enthusiastic about buying American corn and soybeans at cheaper price levels. There's also the proverbial dance between feed wheat prices and corn and soybean meal. All of this matters, but clearly there has been an incubation of soybean demand destruction in China at current price levels. It may return. In fact, it's predicted by many, but the bottom line is purchase orders, and they have been sorely lacking this summer season. Now, aside from the agricultural economics of the price of grains into China, there's also the political tensions that are constant. In the post-Trump era, China-U.S. relations might not be as blustery, but they are still frosty, which always could disrupt the free flow of American grain into China. The Chinese possess that much market power, and with Brazil constantly raising production, they have other avenues. Presently, the Americans and Chinese are holding high-level meetings, with cyber espionage being high in the agenda, and the agricultural commodity trade is part of that greater discussion. Now, for corn, this is the time of year when the corn crop is pollinating, which makes weather very important. However, it looks like the U.S. crop is a good one, except for conditions in the U.S. northern plains. Will we go over 179.5 bushels per acre or not quite get there? Clearly, at this point, the crop is close to that, and with normal weather going forward, the supply will be there. Demand needs to prove it's still there like it was earlier this year. Unfortunately, the signs are not quite like that. U.S. export commitments have been poor, and there's been some cancellations of U.S. old crop. A big crop at these price levels will need all that demand back. The December corn futures contract is currently priced at 7.75 cents below the March 2022 contract, which is considered bearish for new crop corn. Seasonally, corn prices tend to peak in early July and bottom out in October. In the nearby 
nearby corn contract is currently in the 55 percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Soybeans might be the great liars, but in the end, always tell the truth. Rain in August is the testosterone beans need to bring our on bigger production, and that is yet to play out. The lower soybean acres this year has always been a problem, especially if demand remains constant. Will the rains come or will hot and dry take the froth off U.S. soybean yield this year? Demand will be key. There will also be another round of crop getting planted starting in October in Brazil. It's never safe to assume that supply will be there, but it sure looks to be by the end of the year. China has hesitated on U.S. new crop commitments lately, and the demand needs to remain dynamic and to prove it. The November 2021 soybean contract is currently 6.25 cents above the March 2022 contract, which is considered bullish. And the nearby soybean contract is currently in the 64th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Seasonally, soybean prices tend to top in early July and bottom in early October. Now for wheat, from a price standpoint, Minneapolis hard red spring wheat is the star of the show based on the drought in the U.S. Northern Plains and Western Canada. It is brutal, with the USDA rating the crop as at 11% good to excellent. How high will this market go, and will it have a further effect on dragging the soft red winter wheat prices, which could benefit Ontario farmers? Now, it's hard to know, but wheat classes tend to have their own supply and demand fundamentals. It's likely the hard red spring market drags up the soft red wheat market, but not to the same degree. In Ontario, wheat harvest continues, but is finished mostly in southwestern Ontario. The constant rain was a problem, and quality issues did show up in spades in areas which has had excessive rains. There have been some very good yields, and combined with prices, still paints a good story for producers who avoided quality issues. The Canadian dollar lost about $0.04 against the U.S. dollar from June 1st to July 19th which helped basis levels in Ontario. It has been a total reflection of the U.S. dollar gaining at the same time, which generally is bad for grain futures prices. It represents the constant management challenge for Ontario farmers in balancing futures price movement with Canadian dollar fluctuations. It may present basis contract opportunities for those who feel futures have topped. The Bank of Canada has done nothing to signal any future interest rates hikes. This will remain a challenge for Ontario farmers to consider, but one eye on the value of the American dollar will surely give clues to where the loony wants to go. Statistic Canada has pegged Ontario soybean acreage at 2.9 million acres, with Quebec at 925,300 acres, an increase of 3% and 4.5%, respectively. Ontario corn acreage was reduced by 2% down to 2.1 million acres, with Quebec corn acreage down 0.6% to 885,500 acres. These acreage statistics never vary greatly and with good weather this year will produce big crops which will need to be moved. There should be a robust export corn market into Europe but of course we might be getting ahead of ourselves. Good August weather will be needed to push these crops to record territory. Surely new crop basis levels will partly be determined by how this Ontario and Quebec crop turns out. Lost at times in the fundamentals of grain prices are the logistics of grain movement, both in Ontario and the world. Simply put, partly because of COVID, moving grain is much more expensive as freight costs have risen significantly. On July 23rd, quoting from DTN, the cost of shipping corn from the U.S. Gulf to China was $2.13 a bushel, up from $1.05 at the start of 2021. Now that's double, and it's negative to grain demand at the lofty price levels that we've become accustomed to over the last few months. It is one thing to have soybeans priced at the Dalian Exchange in China at $18.38, 
but another to ship them there from cheaper locations around the world. Somebody must eat these freight charges, but it often will be end up at the producer level until innovation and technology can void that gap. As summer grows older, Ontario farmers will surely be hoping to bring their crops into the home stretch with good weather. It's been uneven so far, especially for wheat harvest, but it, it surely has benefited other crops. We'll need rains in August for soybeans and finishing up what looks to be a very good corn crop. The challenge will be to keep recalibrating these standing marketing pricing orders. It's been a good year for that. Risk management never grows old. There will be many marketing opportunities ahead. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario Market Trends Commentary for July and August of 2021. I'm Philip Shaw.